Welcome to the podcast for the 2009 Forum of Instant Response and Security Team Conference in Kyoto, Japan. I'm your host, Martin McKay, and these interviews were recorded live at the conference between June 29th and July 3rd, 2009. For more information on the conference, please visit conference.first.org. And now for our interview in progress. Well, this is Martin, and I'm here today with Toby Weir-Jones, who is the Vice President of the BT Managed Security Solutions Group. How are you doing today, Toby? Good, Martin. Thanks very much for having me. Now, you're talking this afternoon, and your talk is deriving information from raw data, making business decisions from logs. What do you mean when you're saying making business decisions from logs? Well, the real goal is to try and take log review and log analysis out of the server room and make it valuable in the boardroom. So what we're going to be going through are some examples of when logs can be used by parts of the business that aren't specifically tied to IT. For example, it might be finance and legal, or it might be human resources. And the idea is to help those groups make informed decisions that they couldn't have made without the benefit of the log data in the first place. You mean there's actually some business uh, um, value in knowing what your servers are doing and, and knowing some of what's going on in the background on your servers? Absolutely. The, the technical folks in the audience will be chuckling because they've known this for years. But the reality is that log analysis is one of these arcane topics that folks struggle with. And while they might know abstractly that the logs are there, they don't really have any first-hand experience on, in seeing what that benefit can be for the business. Well, and that's a, that's a very good point because making that communication between the technical folks and HR or, um, or the legal folks is incredibly difficult because we do speak different languages. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. And, and the systems that generate the logs are often designed for a technical audience. So I'm going to be talking about some tools that are out there which can help bridge that gap or, or translate between the groups, if you will, and, uh, and demonstrate how you can, you can make some repeatable processes that, that simplify the, the, the exercise of looking for decision criteria uh, outside the, 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 the IT realm of the business. Now, we're talking a little bit more complex than just making a bar graph or, or a pie chart because, quite frankly, that's a lot of times when we're talking to senior management, that's all we do because that's all we can really communicate. What sort of, of steps are you talking about taking? The, the idea primarily is uh, to demonstrate proof points. So, for example, if you're investigating the, a suspicion of a, of a user who's violated an acceptable use policy, the, the, the traditional HR approach is you sneak up behind them at their desk and see if they're running something inappropriate on their screen. But if they alt-tab away and it's gone, the HR person doesn't really have the tools or the wherewithal to go deeper than that. But if, if you work with the log data and you combine network activity with host activity uh, and, and perhaps even firewall activity, you can see much more conclusively whether or not that person was running a peer-to-peer -peer client inappropriately and in certain cases even what, what content they were moving across the enterprise network. So at that point, we're almost talking network forensics instead of, of just pure log management. We're talking about looking at everything that's happening and, and hopefully drawing some conclusions from that. Exactly. And, and compliance is really an essential part of this because it's very unusual that a single point source of log data has all the answers. So what, what we focus on in the talk is how does an enterprise make use of all these tools that the log management vendors or the, the, the log analysis business as a whole provides and, and how to make compliance a useful business solution rather than just a technical tool, how to make uh, regulatory investigation or, or audit investigation something that is tangible and usable every day rather than just something you dread once a year. But isn't, isn't all this information already out there? I mean, don't a lot of the businesses already log all this and ignore it for the most part? Yeah, and you touched on it. That's the point is everybody is logging 
well, I won't say everything they need to, but certainly a reasonable chunk of it, but they have no idea on whether or not it's being kept appropriately, whether the archive has appropriate integrity, uh, whether or not the, the content is configured to log the relevant details that are necessary for the types of questions that your auditors are going to be asking. So really what we focus on is, you know, what is an appropriate baseline? What's the appropriate retention period? And then how do you make use of these data and get them all either into a single consolidated view or at least to jump between the different information stores so that you can, you can demonstrate, like I said, a proof point that links all the activity together. And if people take only one thing away from your talk, what is the, the single biggest point that you want them to understand? The logs are, are, are not only useful, but essential. And that investing in, a, in a, even a simple log management infrastructure or, or capability has a tremendous value add for the business. Now, do you see people being able to take and turn around the fact that they are logging and that they are being able to, to correlate this and prove to senior management that there is a return on investment on the logging capabilities? Yeah, that's the goal. Um, and, and I do talk about a framework of how to, how to assign a commercial value to the logs generated by any given device on the network. That there's obviously a certain amount of interpretation required based on your particulars. But the framework is, is pretty straightforward, and, and you can demonstrate that even a, a very low-value asset provides a positive value to the business for retaining those logs and ensuring that they are available in the event of investigation. Are you seeing a large difference or a difference at all between uh, the log usage of, say, a small business versus a m large multinational business? Yeah, the, the large multinationals obviously generate uh, orders of magnitude more raw volume, but they also, interestingly, are more likely to have a fragmented landscape of log management solutions, whereas the, the smaller shop probably won't have a solution at all. They'll just be writing logs to the local disk. The midsize is, is probably, as far as the industry is concerned, the sweet spot right now because they have enough centralized IT control that a single solution can, can be championed and pushed out into the business. Whereas if you're a large business, uh, you probably have three or four different uh, solutions across different enterprises. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because you're probably accountable to multiple audit body, bodies or, or regulatory bodies. Uh, but the trick is to ensure that the, the, authority, the, the authority paths are, are appropriate so that if you do need to combine uh, a log investigation across those different technology tools, uh, you can still get an answer fairly promptly and, and, and support the business's interests. Now, do you see any danger of the downside of the log management of somebody maybe getting access to information they shouldn't have because of the logging files? There is that risk, obviously, uh, but that's no different from the risk of somebody getting unauthorized usage, or unauthorized access to a database or an application. You have to have appropriate controls and accountability for who's using those. Uh, all the log management tools now, uh, whether they're, they're sort of single point source server solutions or pan-enterprise broad solutions all have appropriate role-based access controls, but like anything else, you need to ensure they're set up and monitored correctly. Well, Toby, thank you very much for taking some time out of your day to talk to me, and uh, have a good afternoon. Great. Thanks very much, Martin. Take care. You've been listening to the podcast for the 2009 FIRST Conference in Kyoto, Japan. For more information on FIRST, please visit their website at www.first.org. I'm your host, Martin McKay, and for, to hear more of my podcasts, please visit netsecpodcast.com or my blog at www.mckyay.net. Thank you very much.